going on, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Half Circle Back on this uh, beautiful 420. Uh, Tim. Blaze it. Blaze it. Blaze it. Blaze it. Okay. What hands you roll up with, Tim? Uh, always right, bro. Oh, okay. Cool, cool. That's my my dominant hand. That, that's well, you know what? That was gonna. I was thinking something kind of dirty for a second. I, I know. I, that's, that's where I was going. <laughs> that's where I was going. But uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? That I, I totally forgot today was four twenty. Oh, yeah. I mean, well, fair enough. Yeah. I felt like I looked at social media so much that everybody reminded me. If even if I wanted to forget, uh, people let me know. I didn't go on Twitter today, so. Man, is that a first? No, I'm pretty sure I went weeks without going on Twitter. I need that type of self control. Honestly, you know, I have to kind of check to just pass time at work sometimes. Even if I, even if I didn't want to, like if I'm like I'm never gonna use this shit at my house, I gotta do something sometimes at work to kill time. I don't know, so. bro. You got like like eight tabs of Twitter open at your place every time I come uh, by. I don't know if it's that many, uh, bro. You have like a. You have like a fucking website you use, like different Twitter posts on your four monitors. I'm like, I'm trying to feel like what huh? the hell are you doing? You must be talking about Tweet Deck. Yeah, whatever that thing. Bro, is. that's next level. You gotta look. Never mind. I, I'll I'll put you on the Tweet Deck. You know. You know what I'm saying. I'll put yeah, you I'm on probably, that. I probably need it for my burner account. You know what I'm saying. This man just want to look at live feeds of ass. Come on, bro. <laughs> I'm wholesome. Come on. Come on <laughs> Uh, anyways, enough bullshit. So this week, uh, I did say we were going to have a guest, so went on and, uh, got one of my good friends, uh, Stack, what's going on, man? What's going on, Mag? You know what, this, this made me realize that even though we talked a little bit at Combo Breaker, ever since that uh, you've been kind of on my stream, I come in into your stream, we actually never really had a conversation before, you know that? Yeah. That's crazy. It's kind of weird. But... Yeah, that seems to be like a new thing now where you can have streamer friends that, you like communicate with a lot, but you never actually had a real conversation with like one-on-one. Yeah. And I think even when we did play a combo breaker, like we were like, Oh, we'll, we'll get some games in later. You know, it's the classic thing where every time you play somebody a tournament, like, yeah, we'll play later. We'll play later. Yeah. I think it was kinda... pretty much just me asking you like what you thought about the matchup or something like that. Cause I think you, I got bopped or, or maybe it was close. I don't remember, but yeah, it was yeah. something like about the matchup. Yeah. Yep. So cool, man. Well, I'm glad to have you long, man. Well, thanks um, for having me. And uh, so uh, what we'll do is just kind of get into a brief intro, just kind of how you got into fighting games and just kind of go from there. Like, you know, what's your basically this is your your time to tell your origin story, I guess. All right, cool. Yeah, I actually thought about this for a minute because I never really thought too far back on it. But uh, my dad was a competitive like online golf gamer. Like there's this game called Golden Bear Challenge uh, with this like Jack Nicholas golf player. And I used to watch him sit and get real competitive with it. Uh, and he would, he was like number one and he would get, take it real serious. And he'd be slapping the, like the space bar, getting all pissed off. Wow. And th- that's where I think I got a lot of my competitive personality. It would just, I, I see a lot of myself in him when, when, you know, I start to act up, but you know, we played a lot of fighting games, Mortal Kombat two, uh, all that stuff. So I competitive fighting game isn't really what I thought I'd be doing, but yeah. I guess when I look back on a competitive gaming it's something that my dad always did. So I guess it makes sense. And I, you know, I, played Tekken a lot, but um, it wasn't with, with an idea of like being competitive or anything like that. I just wanted like a yeah. high rank. 
And then I watched Street Fighter tournaments. I watched Infiltration versus Daigo, 25th anniversary, and like this, this, like the how into it the commentators were and the crowd was. I was like, I kind of want to be a part of that sometime. Like, I want to feel what that's like. So that's kind of, and it, it was just an overnight decision. Like, I'm going to take this super serious. I think that's kind of the same way it was with me. I think, well, so the kind of way that started with me was I was just pretty much like an online monster for the most part. And I think I was on Shore You Can. I don't know if you're you familiar with that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so I ended up going on Shore You Can just kind of like, hey, you know what? Let me uh, let me see if there's anybody like local or whatever to go play. And uh, they ended up having like a meetup. This is like my first time going like an offline session or whatever. And man, you know, I thought it was pretty good, right? You know, I guess you have that, you know, that you, when you just play online, I mean, it's really easy to figure out, oh, you just, oh, I'm pretty good, man. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and so I went to the first uh, session, man, and I got destroyed. Like, mm. fucked up. Like, bad. By Raph? By Raph? Uh, Raph skits, and I don't remember who else. Uh, who else was it? I think those are two people. Maybe Colin was there too, but like, yeah, it was Raph and Skits. And uh, bro, I got fucked up. And that that's <laughs> been like that's one of the most demoralizing feelings when you go from like, oh man, I'm pretty good at this game, man. You know, I forgot what the ranks were in, in like Vanilla Street Fighter, but whatever it was, I was like pretty decent, and uh, I felt horrible. Right. Like I, you know, you know how you get beat so bad, you really sit there and think about, man, do I even want to keep doing this? Yeah, it was a, it was one of those. Oh yeah, some guy, uh, well, a good friend of mine, Jake, uh, invited me to a. He's like, hey, you just want to go ahead to a get together or whatever. And I was so confident when I went in there, I'm gonna smoke everybody in here. I, it, it was in some basement, a couple of, like you know just regular looking guys, and I got smoked by everybody in there. Like, I got people asking me questions like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing this? I'm like, damn, do I know nothing about this fucking game <laughs> at all? Why aren't you doing three EWGFs, man? I, that's how you do the combo. I'm like, damn, I guess. I, so that was a real, that was probably like the, the real first reality check I had. Like, okay, I, I think I know something, but I think there's a whole nother level to this. Yeah. You know? And I, and I guess that's where like a lot of people, it's kind of like the, uh, it's like the breaking point for some people. You either realize like, oh, this is just too much. Like I, I can't, I can't do it. Or you just kind of dive in and like, okay, well I don't want to lose like that again. Or, you know, I, I, yeah. you know, I got to take it serious now. Yeah. So kind of how you felt. Yeah, it, well, even was going online for the first time too, like oh, where yeah. you just you're playing in your house, and I was be able to beat up my roommate or not my roommate, the guy I was staying with and his yeah. family. I would just like beat up friends and all that stuff. And I just thought I was the shit. You go online and they're juggling you for like half the round. And you're like, what the hell is this? <laughs> we had rules in my house like no low attacks. You know, wow, really? Like, <laughs> what? Oh, dude, when we played Tekken, you weren't allowed to use Eddie. You weren't allowed to do like oh, le uh, uh, laws like dragon sweep move that uh what is it like oh, yeah, back like sweep, like, yeah, yeah. Sweep, and then he does like the i forget what it what the notation is but yeah i know oh, yeah you were you that. were considered like cheap if you did that like low attacks were <laughs> oh yeah so that's where i came from <laughs> oh my oh, god man mm -hmm. that's crazy man. yeah so when did you when did you uh meet rocky anyway uh oh so yeah rocky matter of fact he was the first person that i met in the uh in the alabama fgc so like we were playing ranked on street fighter four and uh i ran into him and i think i can't remember if i beat him or if he beat me but it was like super close and uh and then like he sent me a message actually no, he didn't even send me a message he just sent me like a voice chat to like uh invitation to do voice chat i'm like huh <laughs> i'm like all right well what the fuck <laughs> so i hop in he's like hey man good games man i was like hey yeah good games man he's like where are you from 
It's like, oh, I'm from uh, Alabama. He's like, oh, me too. And I'm like, oh, what part? He's like, I, I live in Prattville, and he lives in Montgomery, which is like 20 minutes. And uh, and he's like, oh, man, we should meet up and play sometime, man. And me, I mean, I guess I'm not thinking about it. Like, man, I'm just going to go meet a complete stranger uh, from the internet to go <laughs> play uh, play games. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, oh but yeah, it, it was just like just a coincidence. We just happened to run into each other in, uh, in rank, man. And uh, yeah, that's uh, Tim. Are you from uh, are you from Alabama too? Uh, not originally, but but yeah, I am from that scene. So I got there around like it's Marvel 3, so about 2012, it's like 2011, I guess, right? 2010, yeah, 20, yeah, 2011, yeah, 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 2011, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, and I met like Dick Slicer, like Raph, and uh. Thomas, Pollywood, all those guys. I'm just gonna brush past that name. Dick Slicer? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would not. <laughs> D Slicer, Dick Slicer, Richard Slicer, you know, whatever, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so like, I wasn't playing Street Fighter 4 like that. I was like, I gravitated more towards Marvel. And so, like, it was just like my thing. So I met those guys that way. And then, like, when I started getting into Street Fighter 4, I think it was, like, uh, the Tilt and the Super. That's when I met Nice One. And then I started playing with Dick Slice and all those guys. And then, then I met Greg, what, 2014? Yeah, that's probably when. I mean, I, I think I kind of just seen you around before. But, yeah, I think yeah, we yeah, actually yeah. started talking in, like, 2014. Yeah, yeah. And so... Yeah, man. Ever since then, it's just been 4H Tim and Mags everywhere <laughs> with me and my Rose and T-Hawk. So, yeah. The the three-month Rose. Yeah, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, cool. Well, uh, how'd you get it? I guess you're from the Chicago scene, right? Yeah. Uh, so, it's my first scene, yeah. Hold on, hold on. So, before we before we oh, go ahead, go ahead. dive into it, I gotta ask this question. So I I heard you used to battle rap. Is this true? That's not true. Are you yeah. lying to me? I know. No. I, I think that, that I think that probably came from the fact that I can write bars, but oh, I never okay. well, I never like okay okay. I okay, thought no, about no. it, but I don't think I'm made for that kind of shit. Because someone says some whack shit that I don't like. I I don't I just don't. I don't know why people subject themselves to that, but. Uh, I don't have what it takes to hear people talk about like my family and shit like that I, for no reason. Okay, well, can you drop some bars? No. <laughs> you go put them on the spot. <laughs> <laughs> how about how about how about here? Like, we got some time between now and when we end the episode to write some bars down while you're you know telling your story. I want to hear. Some okay, well, okay, you just gotta give me something to work with. Uh, just give me something to work with. We'll we'll, we'll kind of okay, formulate it. We're gonna we go talk on. about. Okay, I got you. How about here's, right. here's the topic. You ready? And I think Greg is going to definitely agree with this topic. Scamming. Okay. So uh, we need you to write some bars about scamming people. Okay. All right. All right. Well, I'll, I'll put that in the, in the cash. All right. We'll talk about <laughs> Got you. Uh, yeah. So, uh, so how'd you get into the Chicago FGC? You know what's crazy, man? Things have been such a blur lately that I'm so off with even like my months and stuff that uh, I'm totally off track about everything. I can't remember the last time I worked and I was so wrong about it with my boss. She- like I'm having a hard time recalling things that happened before this pandemic. It's really weird, but oh yeah, nah, if I, I can I remember totally correctly, understand. yeah, man. And, and and things have totally changed. Like my trajectory has changed. Like the way 
the, just the way I'm doing things is totally different. Um, but we'll get on that later. But uh, the Chicago scene, um, I think Ignite Gaming Lounge. I don't know if you've ever been there before. No, I, I know about it, but I've never been. I always wanted to go because, uh, you know, it's kind of the spot out there. But, yeah, I just never went. Okay, okay, now I remember. Yeah, so Frosty Faustings 9 was my first ever tournament. I just, uh, I don't know if everyone has this, but when you go to your first tournament, you kind of, like, think of excuses to not go because you're kind of, like, intimidated. Uh, it's, like, just crazy to kind of go there if you've never been in it before. But I just went. I went 0-2. I left and then I heard about Ignite and I went there just for more XP because uh, that was at the very end of Street Fighter 4. Um, mm-hmm. I just, I never, I still wasn't good. I had a couple months of training, but I just, I just, you know, people have been playing for so long I couldn't keep up. But Street Fighter 5 came out and I had an edge on more than like the average person in at Ignite. So I did well, but then I ran into like the real deals like GLB. Like I, I beat him game one and I thought like, yeah, I got this place on lock and then I didn't win again. Uh, and so that was, uh, that GLB was like the first person I like had an interaction with and he, uh, kind of, you know, I, it stemmed from there with everybody else. Did you, uh, I guess, you know, I was trying to think about it cause my first tournament, I went with like a group of people, but I don't know if I could handle, uh, going to a tournament by myself for the first time. That is a bit overwhelming. Cause it's like, <laughs> you're going into a whole new environment. You don't know yeah. what to expect. You know, it's like. Uh, that seems kind of rough. Yeah, I yeah, uh, I think it was called UFGT before Combo Breaker. I'm sure you know that. Yeah, I, I went there as a spectator to kind of like, you know, just get a feel of what it was like. I just went there just to get a feel. And I saw people like Eli the Curry before I knew who he was. And I just, I saw all these personalities that I came to realize are actual people like Flo. Didn't know who he was, saw him. And I was like, I just didn't know who these people were. Yeah. But then it's funny when I watch footage of it. Uh, cause I, cause I recorded the whole thing cause I wanted to make some video and I see all these guys. I'm like, Oh shit. So it all came together and yeah, it, um, it was an experience. Uh, it didn't like dissuade me. I, it just kind of made me think that I need to go harder. So it was a good experience. I think the next question I kind of want to get into is, uh, so, you know, obviously you play street fighter five and you, uh, and you play Akuma. So, mm-hmm. uh, how'd you end up with Akuma? I actually, uh, played Ryu just like everyone else did in four. And I thought, okay, I'm getting an idea of how to execute with this type of character. Let me try a charge character to see what that's like. And so I just committed to bison all the way. And I really liked the whole crouch, light kick, crouch, light kick, light scissor, 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 scissor thing. Yeah. And I, and I saw a good success with that. I, I, I kind of feel like bison sort of is like Honda in this one where I just felt like I was winning a lot more, just switching to bison, uh, just by doing like light scissor, light scissor, light scissor. Uh, and then I just asked someone uh, that I res- like that I thought of as a good player, like you know, what is- who is someone I could pick to like take me to the next level with execution, but it's like a really strong character. And he's like, you should try Kuma out if you really want to like test your execution out. And and uh, like he he requires a lot of attention because of his low health. I'm like, okay, I tried him out, yeah. and I just I never I had I ended my Street Fighter Four career with like a thirty percent whenever, so I never got strong with him, even though I tried my hardest. So. Uh, I just told myself I would commit to him. I, I have to say, I didn't even particularly like him in five. I just committed to it because he's a Kuma. I, I, I didn't like the way he felt or anything. I just thought, you know, maybe it'll be, um, hopefully it'll pay off because he's never a weak character. Yeah. And I guess coming from four to five, like, 
yeah like if you're used to the street fighter 4 akuma like he probably doesn't feel the same at all like he just doesn't have as long normals no jump back mm-hmm. fireball like air yeah. fireball's not as good as it used to be yeah, that's what everyone was saying when he first came out. Remember, like they all felt like he was like stubby and blocky and kind of like fat and kind of weird, like chubby-ish, like his midsection's kind of big. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of weird. Uh, and yeah, it took me a long time to actually think that he feels normal. And it, as I mentioned before, he uh, still doesn't feel like someone like like a character, character I was supposed to pick. I just kind of like forced it that way, I feel like sometimes. Huh. That's a... That's an interesting way of looking at it. I guess I don't never, I've never like, usually if I play a character, I know within like the first few minutes or like maybe like day two or whatever, whether I'm going to stick with it or not. Mm. Um, so it's like, if I'm not feeling it, eventually I just bounce off. Like, you know, I don't right. think, uh, I don't think I can make it through the, well, I'm just going to keep going and yeah. try to make it work. It's kind of <laughs> like, if I'm not feeling it, even if I'm losing, as long as I'm feeling it, then like, I'll stick with it. But like, if I'm not feeling it, yeah, I got to dip. You know, yeah, like, not there was no feeling it. I didn't like any of his. I didn't even like. I didn't like Crouch Fierce, like the way it looked. I didn't like any of the aesthetics at all. So the fact that I stuck with him was kind of weird because I feel like, like I call more for like a grappler type of character. I had way more fun with Alex, like just fun in the game. I enjoyed it the whole time. I just even if he was weaker, I just thought he was fun. Um, and and I never I'd never had that with Akuma. It was more so like a I want to put in a lot of work in this character. I understand this character takes a lot of work. But I feel like he's really gonna pay off. That's that's what I thought. Yeah, Akuma's definitely mm-hmm. kind of like a try hard character. I don't think you can kind of play Akuma for fun. Like you gotta, you really gotta be playing to win at that point, right? Like, right. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, that's what I wanted. I think when I was asking that guy, like, who should I pick? I think I wanted someone who like gives a try hard, and if you play well, you win. But if you if you screw up, you're dead. That's kind of what I wanted. So I got what I asked for. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you: Is like, did you want to play any of the characters? But then you said Alex. So, like, why Alex? Yeah, because he's just, he. I mean, he like that relaxed. Uh, like, I, he's not try hard at all. He uh, and I don't think I kind of veered towards try hard naturally. I actually went with the Kuma because I felt like it went against my nature. And I, I always have this kind of weird philosophy of kind of going against my nature on purpose. So I thought, you know, what's what's not my comfort zone? Let me try this out. Because Alex was too comfort comfort zone, like I just loved it, and and uh, you know who knows what would have happened if I would have stuck with them. But I like Akuma now, so. Well, you'd be too busy making highlight videos on Twitter. Highlight about... videos and just and just, command grabs are just. I like command grabs. You know, command grabs are fun. Like, yeah, they are. <laughs> I, I never played a command grab character until Street Fighter Five, but uh, <laughs> yeah, really, it's, uh, yeah, it's pretty fun. I'm not gonna what? look. Who did you use uh, in four? I can't remember if you told so me that before. I played Viper for like a majority of the game, uh, and then like the last two years, I picked up Elena as a secondary. And, really? Uh, so yeah, that's pretty much. I played Viper and Elena. Uh... And, you got, and you got the nerve to tell me that I just picked Rose because she was cheap. I look. <laughs> I called. I already called it before. Like when they showed all the characters coming out for Ultra, I was like, "Oh man, Elena looks sick. I'm gonna play her." I didn't even know she was gonna be cheap. Uh, I played. Uh, I played her at the beta that they had at UFGT that year, and uh, I was like, "All right, yeah, I think I'm a. I think I'm gonna stick with this character." And uh, I mean, hey, look, just happened that she was cheap. You know, oh it, it just. I didn't know that. You know, I'm glad I never had to experience that. I still was like in a new, really like early phase when that whole thing happened. So I never had to experience like, I don't even know what I was talking about at that uh, time. 
Yeah, you. She would have made you hate the game. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that. She, she would have been my Street Fighter Four Sagat, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah, that's how you would have been feeling. <laughs> oh man. Okay, so uh, I guess I can go ahead and uh, I always like to give you shit in your stream about the uh, the power of Akuma. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I do want to ask. Uh, you know, we just had the patch this year. So what do you uh, what do you think about Akuma this season? All right, well, I can be a totally objective now. <laughs> no salt, no nothing. Yeah. Uh, you know what's crazy? I objectively think he's not the strongest character in the game anymore. Uh, I can I see think, that. I think there's a lot of characters who have um, not the quite the amount of versatility he has, but just the same amount of strength and reliability. And I, so I think he uh, is still in there in that bunch of top characters. But yeah. he's he's not alone. And I actually think that there could be another character who's more reliable. I don't know who it would be quite yet, but there, there just seems like th- this is a really hard 900 health game. And uh, so I think someone might, uh, someone else might be more reliable, but he's still in that top bunch for sure. It's like impossible for him not to be. Yeah. He just has too many tools. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I like, I like Rashid, right? You think? Cause like Rashid has been like, Nerf like multiple times, but for some whatever reason, like Rashid is still like top tier. Yeah, that's actually true. He doesn't really seem to have as many options as Akuma, but you're right. He does feel like he has the same kind of like freedom or something yeah. like that. Where he can he's he can play very liberally, it seems like. Yeah. 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 He definitely had like that's the thing with characters like that. They have answers for pretty much everything, right? And then they yeah. have good V triggers. So it's like he uh how do I want to say it? Like, obviously, he's still, you know, he did get nerfed. Like, pretty much Rasheed got nerfed every single season after two, right? And I think he got nerfed season three, four, and he got nerfed season, or this season. He got, like, slight nerfs this season. But, yeah, I mean, he's still good. And, he's and like, I feel like he's kind of, like, the sleeper top tier. Nobody really talks about him because, for the most part, there's only a couple, like, really strong yeah, Rasheed players. Yeah, he totally disappeared. Him and Akuma and, have totally disappeared, dude. It's weird. And I think it's mostly because uh, the only thing we have as far as like character representation on a big level is like online tournaments. And you don't really see very many like Akuma players or Rashid players in like weeklies or whatever that often, right? I mean, I guess you got for Akuma, what was that? Uh, Samurai in West Coast, he enters uh, Wednesday Night Fights decent amount and then mm-hmm. like for Rashid, i mean jb and like i'm trying to think there's no i can't think of any east coast Rashid players that enter oh dual kevin i almost forgot about yeah him. dual kevin yeah. yeah but he's very inconsistent with his like uh he doesn't join too many tournaments he just kind of yeah. joins when he wants to yeah yeah whereas like i think if it was you know if we had like offline right now we would still be talking about him because like there's a, there's several uh, very strong Akuma and uh, Rashid players that go to tournaments pretty often. So probably I was actually just gonna. I him. was actually. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. No, nah, I was just saying we'd probably be talking about him more often if there was offline. Yeah. I, I was actually just about to ask you about that because um, what the main reason why that is because I know it's not just because of a nerf. Like half of the Rashid players that were online didn't just stop playing because of a nerf because that's they, they were losing already. So it made me yeah. wonder like what exactly is the reason why? And I think you're right where it's just like you have players that you aspire to be like, or maybe that you just, you know, look up to as an influence. And when you don't mm-hmm. see those, that's, you know, the same reason with Tokido, you know, playing Urian more often, that might actually be a big reason why a lot of like the more, I don't want to say casual, but like less try hard players, maybe just 
see him switch over, we'll think like, well, maybe Akuma's maybe this is why I'm losing so much because I'm using damn Akuma. Oh uh, yeah. You're like that yeah. could be it because I mean it's not a coincidence, man. Like we play and there are a lot less Akumas and Rashids and even like people like Abigail, which is weird because Abigail's really good. Um, but it's just like you're right. I think you're right. The tournament representation is like probably everything. Yeah, I feel like uh probably the the mid-level uh Kuma players probably just hopped over to Ryu because that was kind of like the oh well he got buffed. You know, I see everybody mm-hmm. else playing Ryu. Let me go ahead and uh, go to him, maybe. Yeah, the interesting thing is though, I don't even see them playing other characters. I see I don't even see the same names anymore, is the weird thing. So oh. it's like people yeah, people see it and they kind of like had fun with it while they could, and they're just like, Well, I'm not gonna really do this anymore, it's not worth it. But I don't know what it is, but like I I only run into well, I don't even really run into him anymore. And Rashid's like the craziest one. Because uh, that character is so strong. And I, every time I play a good one, I'm like, damn, this is such a good character. And you just do not see him anywhere. And I wonder what that is. Like, because um, I don't know if he's super hard to use. I've never used him. But even like, you know, people like Cool Kid who started off using him, I don't know why he doesn't anymore. Maybe it's just because he likes Cody that much. Or I don't know what that's about. But. I think uh, if I remember right, he said he didn't. There was something that they changed with the like one of the nurse he had. It was it. I forgot what it had to do with, but I think he said it, it made the, they were making the character less fun to play. And I uh, think the the issue with Rashid and it's kind of like the same thing as uh as Akuma. I want to say where like they have very strong tools, but they're very easy to beat if you know the answers to to it. So it's like. You kind of have to, in order to be good with them, like you really have to like know how to play the, like matchups. Right. You can't really autopilot with either of them and like right. do particularly well. Like most people who've played the game this long pretty much know that matchup at a base level. So it's like you can't That's really get true. away with gimmicks anymore. And then like they nerfed both of the, those characters, they nerfed the really easy stuff that was like, you know, like uh, Rashid, Crash Heavy Punch, EX Whirlwind Shot. Uh, Akuma, you know, full screen red fireball activate, you know, stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. Like they they got rid of that, so it's like you really have to be good to do well with the character. You know, you can't just you know just pick them up and just do a bunch of shit and just beat people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I I think I agree with all that. That that's so that was the only substantial one I think on Akuma, right? Like the only one that was like sort of like a a total game changer uh, was that, right? Or is there? Uh, I'm trying I to think, think of think the, like the, the size switch. Oh, oh yeah, yeah that obviously. Yeah, yeah, good call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, that was the straw for a lot of people in the Discord. That Discord's mad quiet right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> that, that reminds me of like the fallout from the birdie Discord after the oh crash medium God. punch nerf. Jeez. I mean, like, everybody oh was just like, this character's dead. Why would they do this? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, which I guess could just be like, you know, people uh it, it might have been like a really really big part of their game plan like all i do is crutch medium punch anti-air what the hell am i gonna do now or like all i do is red fireball activate like you're taking mm-hmm. out a big part of my game and i don't want to like relearn a whole new thing that's why the side switch i think was so big i actually hated it at first because i thought that was like a fun part of the character not so much like the strength but i just thought that made him like cooler um but it's the side switch is only only hurts in certain matchups other than that it's not that big of a deal and it's and it's not like um he can't side switch. It's just you have to do different things if you want to side switch now that are less optimal than like what it used to be. Right. So there's the people who uh, are willing to adjust, and then the people who don't really feel like committing to like adjusting to a whole new thing. I think 
like the yeah. real big habits. Mm-hmm. That, and, yeah. and that's like as soon as the crash medium punch nerf came out the first thing i was like okay well all right well that means i need to adjust how i have to play i have to think about mm-hmm. spacing a little bit more i have to be a little bit more preemptive with like how i want to space myself or using crouch heavy punch or trying to figure out other options but you know everybody you know i'm not gonna say everybody that's not but a lot of people were just like oh this is so fucking stupid it's just like, <laughs> if you're still gonna play the character just like figure out how to make it work like what's the what's the point of complaining yeah. yeah, that's true. And but then also there are the pe- a lot of people like how I used to play Tekken where it's like you get home, you 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 turn on the game and you play it for a couple hours, but you're not really trying to like learn the ins and outs of the game. You just play to beat people up or like do cool shit. You know, uh, that, that was yeah. that was how I started off, was just playing Tekken and just uh learning how to do EWGF and just like uh never really learning the game. I, I it should be embarrassing to say that, but I played Tekken for like fucking uh three years four years and i didn't even know what frame data was i didn't even know punishes i didn't know nothing and uh i didn't even know the things i'm doing were punishable by numbers i just it's like when you don't understand something you don't see it so it's like people getting punishing like we we play these diamond players and we wonder like why are these guys doing these things that are punishable it's like man, they might not even see that they're doing that you know like where is this damage coming from they might not even like looked to think about where this damage is coming from because mm-hmm. man i watched some old matches in tech and you could tell i don't know what i'm doing it's like a very much like uh you guys were talking well i'm not gonna say any names but you know like it's just you've developed this place out that has nothing to do with the game you just kind of play what you think is safe and <laughs> yeah or i guess you just do what works right it's like you kind of start coming up with this um like a flow chart where it's like okay when i do this people usually do this after and then yeah this yeah, is yeah. like i can do this to beat that or whatever but it's like that's kind of how you play it but it's like you don't understand the risk reward you're just kind of just doing things because you know i i think this works here you know it's not but there's not but it's not based on any rhyme or reason really other than it might work that's you true and, and that type of person is really good at finding like the cheap shit uh like i don't know if you ever played tekken before uh, a little bit but heihachi and tekken 6 had this sidestep 2-1 thing and just learning that alone i would just spam it because it was safe on block and it was a sidestep so it would sometimes dodge what the guy was doing so i would just mm-hmm. sidestep 2-1 all day and so i found myself really easily able to find the stuff that always worked like that like uh, i would knock people down then do this charge punch attack uh and it would just hit way more often than it should but i would never beat the people that it wouldn't work on you know, so I would, uh, but and I would never adjust. I would just keep trying it and just lose, embarrassing. But then just, then I would just blacklist them. I ain't doing this. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm not doing this again. Yeah, I mean that's the reality, man. It's like it, you, you play. Um, some all people play for different reasons, and I'm always, you know, giving people shit on my stream. But I know at the end of the day, I'm the only one to blame for like how are things turn out, and people play for different reasons, and. Uh, not everyone's like a super try hard, uh, super competitive person. Some some people are just trying to have fun out there. Surprisingly, Greg <laughs> Greg, Greg is super try hard. Don't worry. Uh, no, I'm definitely not super try hard. Oh, okay, you're <laughs> now you're a really good player, and I think you try hard when you uh, are like dialed in. I, I don't think you go out of your way too much anymore. Maybe or I don't know. You could speak on that. I've been uninspired myself to like train outside of like just playing the game, but. I can tell you've had several years of learning how to lock in to a match because of just your uh, your focus, your level of focus, and how long you can do it. Uh, that's like a skill in itself. So th- there was at least a point when you tried hard for sure. Yeah, well, like 
I don't know. I, well, I think I probably I tried hard, but it was uh, the, the big the big problem with me was I think I just didn't know how to learn, not learn, but I guess the way I would improve was just I was like uh, just hours put in type person. Like mm. I would just beat my head against the wall to try and figure out something. But that's not necessarily the best way of going about. Learning. Yeah. Uh, so like instead of going about it and trying to analyze uh, how I how I got into situations, uh, you know, what are my options when I get put in situations? Uh, I was really bad about, well, I'm just going to keep playing until I figure it out. And right. it was just like, I wasted so much time doing that. That's pretty much how I played most of Street Fighter 4. It was just kind of like, and I, and I did okay in that game uh, towards the end of it. But like... I still didn't. I still didn't like get to where I really should have got for as much time as I put into the game, which, which is why I took like a different approach with Street Fighter Five, where I got pretty analytical. Where it was like, okay, well, I'm gonna make sure that I know when I'm in this situation. This is my options. This is the other person's options. Uh, if they, if I do this, they could do this to beat it. But then I got this as a counter. So like, I do a lot of that, mm. um, and I, I don't do it. Well, I guess because I haven't been like super active in tournaments uh, lately, but when when i was that's pretty much what i would do a lot is kind of just watching situations and like trying to figure out you know oh well this person did this in this situation i wonder what i could do to beat it you know just kind of doing things like that because that helped me out because um you know once i play once i think about stuff like that it's a little bit easier for me to like you know make decisions in tournament match so it's like because i'm like oh i know this i've seen this before versus like oh this person just caught me off guard with some shit i just never never thought about you know so. Yeah. I mean, uh, even though Punk sounded kind of crazy when he said it, when he said practice takes skill, it's actually true. Like to, to practice yeah. correctly takes a little bit of skill. You can't just like walk up into a video game and know how to practice. You got to actually figure out how to practice. And I think that's probably a pro- lot of an issue a lot of these newer players have is like, even though we make it seem easy, like, oh, you just go lab it real quick. And they don't even know what the hell we're talking about. Uh, so Our players don't even know how to set up things and in, in yeah. it's like, you know, you could tell somebody, well, hey, go, go, you know, go lab. And it's like, well, what do I do? How do I, yeah, yeah, exactly. they don't even know how to like set up the dummy or whatever to. Yeah, to that's totally true. So, yeah, it, I don't know if that's a, a you know, issue with the game or if it's like, and maybe it is, I don't know, because they don't really, I mean, even though Street Fighter Five training mode is really good, I don't think they do the best job as far as teaching the players how to use it, maybe. Like, you I don't could know. be right. Uh, it w- I guess it, the next step in that would be where the game actually allows you to program in the moves without having, like, you could just select the move. Yeah. That'd be cool. Kind of like Tekken a little bit? Where... Uh, you know what? You're right. I did yeah. play that for, like, on in Tekken 7. They do do that. Yeah. 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 And then, uh, actually, is it fucking Guilty Gear that has, like, the literal replay, interactive replay function? I, you guys yeah. know what I'm talking about? They just yeah. added that to, uh, I think, plus R, yeah, where you can actually go into a replay and then uh, pick up from that point and then try and, like, you basically get control of the character. So if you want to say, oh, well, they got oh. hit by this, what are their options? Oh, I think I got cut off for a second. There you guys are. My bad. No. Oh, it's all good. Uh, yeah, no, I think it's, uh, yeah, and plus R, they got that, the replay option now where you can. Um, yeah. That's the future, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's one of those things that everyone had the idea of, but I guess maybe you didn't think it would be ever be implemented, but everyone kind of had that idea. Like imagine if you can kind of stop a replay and just like change what's going on right there. That's so tight. Yeah. That'd be a, uh, that'd be a nice feature for the next street fighter. 
But the thing, you know what the thing about that is? The easier these functions become, the harder the landscape becomes. So everyone's like thinking like, oh, this would be sick because it's giving me an advantage versus everyone else. But then everyone else has that same advantage. So it's like the meta gets even crazier because now everyone knows the counter to the counter. And so the meta grows on top of that. Cool. I, I think the other question I did want to ask you about Akuma was, mm -hmm. uh, so I see you've been using a lot of V-Trigger 2 lately. Mm -hmm. So is... Uh, is that the is that the move now or is it i'm assuming v-trigger one is still better but you're just kind of experimenting right now yeah i'm just wanting to find i want to become proficient with it and then so i can make a judgment on whether or not they're actually good for the matchups because i think people use things for a little while like i don't think this is worth it so i really wanted to explore it for a while before i actually say it and i have to say i'm like half and half with matchups uh but i want to get to a point where i can think about it before the match and be like which one should i pick here instead of just thinking like always V-Trigger 1, because the only shitty thing about Akuma is it's just V-Skill 1, V-Trigger 1 all the way. Yeah. Uh, there's never any variety. So I, I I just believe this is the season where maybe there needs to be some diversity. Instead of picking a sub-character, uh, maybe it's time we just learn a different route because Akuma still has all the things that you need. You just got to be willing to uh, find new options and new ways to navigate matchups. So um, I think... When it comes down to it, I'll probably still use V Trigger One. Uh, like right now, I would use V Trigger Two, but I, I'm gonna go back to V Trigger One uh, and figure out with my better uses of with better usage of V Meter, figure out you know how I want to use it in certain matchups. Like Sagat, for example, is a good one because I play it so much. Uh, where I think V Trigger One probably still might be the call on that one if I just use my V Meter better. Mm -hmm. uh, but that's that's kind of was my approach. Is I just want to learn how to use V Meter better with like a two bar v trigger just figure out you know because you don't want to dare to you don't want to dare v reversal with akuma because you'll lose the oh, precious yeah. v trigger so it's taught me a, a different way of playing essentially yeah and i guess because you got a not under health character i'm thinking about even with birdie i can burn like a v reversal and i'll still get it because he has 1050 health so it's like, right yeah. it's not a huge deal but mm -hmm. yeah when you like 900 health character you kind of get reversal you, you might not get it you might not get it yeah um so what would be the uh i guess what are some of the advantages that you think v trigger 2 has over v trigger 1 um you were able to you were able to get two rever v reversals and still get it or uh pop it early and still get a little bit of usage of v meter um oh. lack of awareness is a big thing uh and plus um the, like in my opinion hard knockdowns are just was a big thing about V Trigger One. It was like a hard knockdown, the setups, um, and for for some reason, I just see a little less value in that than I used to. So I really thought I want to be able to use my fireball more often, and I want to be able to cancel my fireballs to get out of the corner with the EX fireball and to teleport. So I think just giving me that new approach is uh, can actually take Akuma a little bit further, even if I end up going back to V Trigger One. I uh, just feel like it's giving me a new way to look at the um, certain matchups uh like i was talking to f champ during our long set and he just really thought the idea of me keeping fireball was a good idea and so i've been really trying to branch on that that makes sense mm -hmm. um and i guess the some of the hard knockdown stuff did any of that get uh nerfed by v shift i guess because i don't know if you do like meaty uh demon uh, demon flip palm if like if i v shift it is it pretty much like you can't really do anything to stop it i would yeah you, yeah um, oh so it's like that's pretty free if you do it yeah, you could do something like a demon. You could do a demon flip slide to beat it. 
because uh, uh, it'll like react late and then you can kind of slide the recovery. Uh, but like situations like that sweep 50 50, uh, anything with like air fireballs, you could just V shift air fireballs. So it's not like that was something that I depended on anyway, it was just jumping in with air fireballs. But I just feel like each usage of the V trigger is like so, so valuable that you can't just like whip things out and people just like whip the whip the fireballs out. And I just noticed with V trigger too, you, you just have a little bit more liberty with it. You know I mean, like, so that's what I've taken away from it. And who knows, maybe V trigger one is still like this, this shit, but I'm having fun with it now. And frankly, to be totally frank, I'm a little bit bored with the game right now, just a little bit. Uh, but I, yeah. I just play so goddamn much, dude. So. I was about to say, yeah, I guess that's kind of the thing because, I mean, you're you should pretty much stream full-time now, so, like, you're playing the game at least, you know, what, four or five hours a day. Right. So five days a week. That That's a lot. I can, it uh, is. I can see getting burned out that way. Yeah, I mean, just, uh, like, unless you're, unless you're committed to becoming, like, a top player, there's no reason to do that if you're just trying to do it to... Um, for whatever it might be content or just get that grind time in mm -hmm. it's overall not worth it uh if there's anything i can say about the five years i've been playing street fighter just as you said before with kind of like pounding your head against the wall it's like you know you really want to go into everything with a purpose and if you don't you're you're usually going to regret it uh and that's easier said than done because i still do it every day so <laughs> you know what i mean <laughs> oh, I, I get it yeah all right, cool. Uh, Tim, did you uh, you have anything else you wanted to ask Stack before we move into CPT stuff? Oh uh, yeah. So um, so you do the oh my god, oh my god, I totally forgot what you do. The name of it, the the player battles, stream battle. team battle. Yes. Oh yeah. So where did that come from? Like, what what made you come up with like that idea to like do that? So I've been thinking about this for a while because as I mentioned before, uh, things have been so blurry lately that's even hard for me to remember like just a couple months ago. And this this whole thing's pretty new. And I try to ask myself, like, what the fuck did this even come from? And what I think it stemmed from is like just seeing how outdated. And, and that's not to say it's a bad thing, but we just took the offline format of tournaments and just tried to translate it online. And honestly, I don't think it's optimal. I, I see these online brackets and I... I just am not, I'm not personally involved in it. I, I'm not intrigued by tournaments. I don't care to watch them. And, and, and that's just my own personal thing. But I thought to myself, like, what, what would be something that I want to watch? You know, like it, it could take away a little bit of the competitive edge, add a little bit of fun to it and not make it so serious. And, or someone just goes, oh, one, two, and oh, that's my night. You know, like, I think it's a, it's a little bit dated. And so with this format, not only do does everyone get uh, get to play, but they even get to play when they're done because they have to root, like be there for their teammates. So it's not like it's, I go zero and two. Oh, there goes my ten bucks. I'm done. You know, I think that's a little bit dated. And I just, I just wanted something where people can actually have a good time, and it's still competitive. It still sucks when you lose, but your night is more than like ten minutes long on a tournament. That's really what I aimed at was something that entertained. I thought was entertaining and what would help others. I think one of the coolest things about stream team battle is the fact that uh, no matter what the rank of the player, you have some stake in, you know, the overall success of, or, you know, the, basically the success of the team. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, you, you know, you might be a bronze player. You go into NLBC who your first match might be IDOM, you know, or whatever, like second yeah. match might be IDOM or whatever. Right. So it's like, it, or it could just be some GM player and you're just like, Oh, oh well, all right yep. well <laughs> oh guess yeah how, you know i'm either gonna go one and two or oh and two 
Um, but yeah, at least with this, you know, you get matched up with players around your level. And like I said, you know, you're, uh, you're part of the success, you know? So it's like, you do have some, uh, some stake in it. Uh, yeah. I, I actually, uh, don't even like to tell players at the end, but if you think about it, some of these matches that we've been having where they're really close, it's like, if the, if the silver player were to win one more game, they would have tied it up and made it so they didn't lose that match. So it's like, actually those early sets mean a lot because a lot of times it's a three Oh in one way or the other. Yeah. It's like if you didn't get three would you just kind of cost your team right there, bud. But you know, you can't say that. But if, if you've been watching tournaments, uh, you notice that like lower level players don't even enter them. You know, like what's the point? Uh, so, I feel like you only ever see like the highest level I think I've ever seen in NLBC is like gold or something like that. And yeah. Even then, and, it's kind of like it's hard because one NLBC you got to pay, so it's like right. you got to pay to enter an online tournament. So it's yep. like that's already hard still. You know. Yeah, just pay to like lose right away. Even good players lose right away. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's just you just do it for basically if you if you're really competitive and you want that experience, that's the only reason why you do that. Because even I personally have a hard time doing it uh, because I just I kind of play and I just play the same people I play online all the time. I'm like I don't know why I'm doing this, but you know. Yeah. I still respect people who are running t- brackets like that because a lot of these competitive players, I don't know where they would be if they didn't have that sort of thing. So there's, there's definitely no, I definitely have no issue with online brackets. I just know there has to be an alternative. Yeah. I think uh, it's definitely a, a breath of fresh air and, and from somebody who actually participated in it, it was a, uh, it was fun. I, I mean, I definitely enjoyed it. I, I was a little, uh, I was a little apprehensive because I typically do terrible in team stuff. Like I always do. And it's just because uh, I put too much pressure on myself. Like normally in tournaments is whatever. Like I I don't, I mean, I don't think too hard about tournaments uh, or I try not to anymore. Cause usually when I don't think about it, uh, I do better. Right. But like when I'm in a team setting, it's like, I can't really think about it like that. Cause there's other people who are kind of dependent on me. So I automatically think in the back of my head, Oh shit. Well, I gotta, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta do good because it's like, uh, you know, I got other people uh, dependent on me. And then what made it worse was in that scenario that when I was uh when I was on your team, was uh I, we went up and I think I had to get five zero in order yep. to uh <laughs> in order for us to even still have a chance. So it was yep. like, oh shit. And you did, <laughs> and not only that, we 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 still talk about that in the stream team battle, like our little meeting area. We're like, that was definitely the most. It's crazy that the first exhibition we had that was probably like the performance of that whole season where it's just like the only time a critical division happened was because you needed to 5-0 someone you 5-0 them and there was one round where you were like one scenario away from losing it was like all he needed to do was like back throw you or something yeah uh so it's really crazy the fact that you got that in the first one and and you know our team unfortunately lost but um that was a great performance that we still talk about to this day yeah, I was actually surprised because I, I mean, I wasn't feeling too good about the, uh, I mean, I never played the dude before, but I, I typically don't like the, uh, I don't like the birdies that could match up, but uh, mm. it just happened to work out. And I was like, man, I think once I got a few wins, I was like, okay, I think I could do this. I was right. Like, I, I think I got it, but yeah. Yeah, it was like, it was game one where you were, it was pretty close. But yeah. then you could tell, I, I, I already knew, I already knew you were going to 5-0 in my back of my head. I, as Andy, our commentator, said, I already had a feeling. I was like, I think this is going to be real bad for this guy. But uh, yeah, it was clutch. <laughs> <laughs> we yeah, still lost, but whatever. It wasn't your yeah. fault, though. 
Yeah, no, it was still super fun. <laughs> but but yeah, so you got so you just finished up season one. Um, you got any uh, teasers for the uh, the upcoming season, man? Yeah, I will tell you uh, that we're looking at Thursdays, and and we've already have two exhibitions lined up. I will I will say that much, and they're in there. I'm excited about both of them. Um, I will say that this is a hard. It, what's interesting is that top players are very accessible compared to like other uh, things. Like you can't just hit up the top, you know, tennis player or something like that. But you can just hit up the top fighting game player. You yeah. know, even if they say no. Uh, it, but it's off. It is hard to get a hold uh, or just to get interest this early on in the game, where stream team battle is not really something that's established yet. I really think it's going to be. But at this growing point, people, um, maybe just like yourself, where you said you're a little bit apprehensive because you don't know about the team format, or maybe you think it requires too much investment, maybe. So I spent a lot of time back here trying trying to just pitch my way to um, bigger names for the better for both of us because i i want to i want to um benefit from people's big names but i also want that platform to be there for people in the future as well so i kind of wanted to go both ways and with the brian f versus zafarino thing that we just did was a huge jump for us uh so i was able to um get two exhibitions locked down and uh the first one's going to be in just under a month oh sick so Mm -hmm. can we get like a sneak peek like who Uh, nope Oh, no, wait. no, but but uh, we already in the works of making the trailers and everything. So I mean, uh, probably within the next two weeks. All right, that's fair. <laughs> and I want you on sometime, Tim. I'm uh, knocking off the ring rust at the moment. Okay, almost like a year of me not really playing for real. And I so, thought I haven't been seeing your name around as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just I had to take the year off, kind of. So, but uh, we're getting back in shape. You know what I'm saying? Uh, we're mm-hmm. looking. We're looking okay, but I'm also like really interested in Rose. Fuck what Greg says. I think Rose is a cool <laughs> character. Um, she is. Like, she, she is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Like she has everything in character I like. So I like long normals. I could be somewhat annoying with them in a way. Um, I kind of wish Stan Fierce had like less recovery, but hey, it's whatever. Um, and uh, yeah, like I think she's a cool character. Just got to you know learn some things about her but yeah no i'll be done Let, dude shoot me shoot me a message anytime i'll be done uh yeah we'll get we'll, yeah. myself yeah we'll put you on the draft uh there's a pretty big draft um and i don't know how long it's gonna take me to get through that because people some people like to pick their own uh players which i think is cool um but yeah there's a lot of people on there and i guess i get you know if i haven't mentioned it before to you mag um there is going to be hopefully what I, the, my, the big picture thing is a stream team league where it's like actual concrete teams that are on uh, and come back for like a large prize pot. That's um, you know, it's actually going to be a pay to play sort of thing. Like you like registering a team for like your local baseball league or something like that. Like I want it to be like a real thing where you invest in a team that starts off at a certain rank. Like if you start off at gold, you stay in the gold rank, even if you've leveled up. So you're like kind of committing to that. And then, learning through being on the team uh that that that'd be a cool future goal that i have that'd be sick all right yeah. i want to put mag i want to put mags on the spot hey uh okay hey will you pick me up you want to play him what we, we do you want to pick me up you want to pick me up bro <laughs> Go. we'll, we'll talk about that later oh <laughs> fuck you holy shit oh my god <laughs> 
<laughs> we used to travel up and down these roads together. Oh my god. <laughs> no, I got I got you, Tim. No, I fuck you. you. I, I know you're not gonna do it. <laughs> I, look, I've disappointed Meg so many times in tournaments, bro. Where we'll we'll be like, we'll be like, all right, man, bam on top two. I'm like, yeah, man. And then every time I like without fail, I will just like disappoint Greg. He like, man, that could have been me and you up there in grand finals. I'm like, yeah, I know. Hey, I, I, I said this before, but it, you know, it's because uh, you know we play all the time. So obviously, I uh, you know I expect I expect a lot out of you. You know, yeah, of but, course. Uh, you know, you, you haven't you haven't got to that point consistently yet. But you know, maybe maybe eventually you get there. We're, we're back at it. It's fine. All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, all right. All right. Well, cool. Uh, I guess we'll. Uh, to wrap this up, we're just gonna talk about CPT Japan this past weekend, and uh, I guess we could just start with the results, man, and then we can just start getting into it. Tim, you got the results? Yes, I do. So, who we got in top C- eight? So, CPT Japan number one, top eight was Mago. All right, let's go. I mean, first place, first place was Mago. Jeez, Louise. Um, second place was Tokido, third, Momochi, fourth. Kawano? Kawano, yeah. Kawano, okay. Um, number five or fifth, uh, John Takayochi, tie for fifth, Itabashi Zangief, tie for seventh, Daigo, and tie for eight, like seventh as well, uh, Fudo. Um, yeah. That was a pretty good tournament, bro. Yeah, I mean, I I thoroughly enjoyed it. I mean, I like we talked about this last week. Every single CPT Japan is always hype because you literally seeing what I would say is the best region in the world, like hands down, I think best region, but um, yeah, I mean, they just have like, like a, such a, like a large pool of very strong players. So it's like, you don't really know. There's some upsets sometimes. I, I feel like this top eight is pretty, pretty much by the numbers. There's nobody in here. I look at and like, Oh, how'd they get in top eight? But uh, <laughs> it's a very consistent uh, pool. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, I mean, that may be a good or bad thing. The way you, you however, you want to look at that. Considering most of these dudes have uh, been around forever, but mm-hmm. you know, like, I will. Yeah, say that this. was a. Th- Go ahead. No, I'm about okay, I, I will say this right. So looking at, there were some players who went into losers really early, like Daigo losing to Jimmy One, and Fudo losing to Riketsu as well. Which, looking back and watching that match was pretty hilarious. Who because did uh, like, who did he pick? Vega. I know Riketsu had been playing some poison and Vega, but I don't know. I don't um, know who he picked. Fudo, 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 I want to say Fudo played Mika in that matchup. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. Played, played Mika. He never switched. But yeah. He played Mika in that matchup. And uh, he went to losers really early. So and then um Lynchel, like another surprise, even though he didn't make like well, top 16 or anything, but uh, Lynchill and like the ultimate grandmaster Nash player over there, he was also cooking during pools as well. So, um, some other notable matches Sako and Trashbox, but Trashbox went V trigger 2, um, V skill 2. And yeah, uh, I, I went back and watched that, and uh, you know. I'm gonna say there was a little bit of luck involved, but it was still sick to see nonetheless. Yeah. 
Um, what else? Crusher making top sixteen. So that was sick. that was what I was looking forward to, man. You know, Storm Kubo playing Dan was pretty sick as well. That was uh, tight. yeah. His Dan was looking real crisp. Um, dude, I want to talk about Tokido though. Tokido was I've never seen a Urian just throw out EX tackle the way he did, and just like the hit percentage was just crazy. Mm. Like I'm pretty sure majority of those hit, like at least ninety percent of them. I really want to know now that his Urian is like super, super serious because we all knew he was like, he, you know, he wasn't messing around with them. Or we all knew he was messing around, but we didn't like, I knew he was going to take him to a certain level, but he's like serious about it now. And it makes me wonder what it is exactly. I know it's not just like, oh, Akuma's not good enough. I'm switching to Urian. I really want to know like the mindset behind that. Like, is it just because maybe online specifically? Urian might be more reliable because he just have a little bit more health to work with and a, and a, and still a lot of the power. Like I really want to know what that is. Like what? Why invest so much in another character like that? Yeah, like that's the same question I want to ask as well because it's like because his his Urian isn't like super flashy or anything. Like his Urian is literally just stand medium kick, crouch medium. Yeah, very fundamental and, and yeah. fireball, and like that's mm-hmm. it. There's nothing crazy about it. Yeah, he has the setups. That's cool and all, but like. It was that and EX tackle. Yeah, time. I mean, I, I saw Rushdown say something about like once Tokido gets his uh, Aegis setups a little bit more clever, uh, he'll be a super threat. So I, I guess uh, notable Urian players think that maybe his his Aegis setups aren't quite like loyalist status. Yeah, Aegis setups maybe. What do you uh, think about that, Meg? But I think that speaks to like how strong of a player he is. Where he's like he's literally just winning without V trigger really. Right. Like, I mean, he's not like doing the crazy stuff. He's just pretty much beating people with, you know, like basic medium kick. Yeah. Like I, he's probably, I almost feel like watching him. He almost takes kind of like a similar approach to like how he plays uh Akuma with, with Yuri and pretty much like, he's just kind of like really poke heavy, like fireball. And the other thing mm-hmm. that I find weird about uh, his Yuri is he usually plays V skill one. Which I feel like every other Yurian has given up on that since V Skill 2 came out because I felt like that's what made the character complete because now he yeah, has such a good fireball, you know, and he, he has damaged his buff with V or V Skill 2. Um, but yeah, he plays V Skill 1, which is like, okay, it, all right. Was he using it to like uh, with his headbutt most off? I actually didn't really watch too much of uh, his Yurian. Does he use it for like the headbutt armor? Uh, sometimes, and he does a lot of, uh, the other thing he does, uh, he does a lot of, uh, defensive light headbutt to try and get out of threat situations right. like, on wake up. Yeah. Yeah. He does that a lot. Um, but yeah, sometimes he would do it for that. Uh, you know, but like, I don't think he did it that often. It was like, I felt like he would have been better off playing V skill too, but yeah, I don't know. It was kind of weird. Hmm. There's gotta be some reason, you know? I yeah. I, I, I'm sure people have asked him that in his stream, like why all of a sudden are you using Urian so much? And maybe he it's maybe it just comes down to, I just pff, want to, like, he's just a strong yeah. character that I want to take up. Maybe. And, and who what, knows? Like he might actually go back to Akuma for the next one. You know, who, who knows? I mean, he was almost there. I mean, I, I go back to Akuma at that point. Uh, yeah, fair point. That's true. Also. I mean, but Takamura did win first place, but you know what? The interesting thing about Takamura is it, he's, uh, he's just interesting because his play style doesn't scream consistent. It's like very read heavy, very 
uh impulse like uh instinct heavy it, it doesn't yeah. seem reliable but yeah he, he so, fucking wins neither, neither his uh internet apparently but, you know, <laughs> um. that, that is true that is true <laughs> but like when you watch when you watch his eu run it, it kind of seems like he has such an understanding about how his opponent plays which like problem x for example it's like he didn't win the bison akuma matchup he won like the it's like he knew exactly what problem x wanted to do yeah so which you know it comes down to like studying the players really does help I, I talk about that on my stream all the time it's like if you can if you really study the players you can learn a lot about the matchup just that particular matchup and implement very specific things to help you win yeah um who else i think oh mago clearly the person who yeah we but... we got uh we got september mago early they have you big know. facts, actually. <laughs> Someone um, said something about the average age being like 37 or something, right? Yeah, everybody, uh, I want to say everybody in top eight was over 30 except Kawano, and that's mm. it, right? No, John Takuchi, that's John, it. John, yeah. 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 Everybody else was like over 30. Which is kind yeah, of and there was a whole talk about like, is uh, people say it's a young man's game, but, or, but when it comes to uh, like consistency, experience is probably the key there and these guys have been playing for longer than literally john takuji's been alive so i mean i don't know if there's really much to compare there i mean that's a that's like so much time it's crazy i think yeah. in america maybe it's like it, it, people think about it that way because you look at the top players in america they're all generally pretty young right like Adam's like 25 punks like what probably 20 23 24 something like that like yeah, dudes are pretty young who are like. I, I didn't even think Idom was that old. Yeah, <laughs> he's twenty five. He sure. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he said that on stream the other day because he just had a birthday. Oh wow! Oh, that makes sense because he's always more mature than I assume he would be. That's because I thought he was like twenty two. Mm. Uh, but twenty five is when you start kind of getting your shit together. Yeah, so that much. makes sense. Huh. Um, but yeah, like I think most of the like. In like in America, most of the OGs or whatever, the I guess the the O Niners that would have been around that kind of that were strong from that era. Most of those dudes, uh, are they even around anymore? Really? Like you know, Chris T doesn't play as much. Like he was a really strong player in Street Fighter Four, right? Yeah. Just Justin Wong isn't isn't yep. like F Champ. Yeah, uh, even he took like a big time, like a long time off. Um, and that's such a shame too, because uh, like, speaking of stream team battle, we just had those guys play, and they are still so fucking good. Just like they still yeah. have such a good fighting game instinct. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's really sad. I don't. I think Samurai is probably he looks at least thirty. Yeah, right? he's got to be close to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he's still there, and he still tries hard. Uh, so that's good. But yeah, I mean, it. it uh, I don't know if Strider kind of fits on that. It's probably somewhere close to that. Yeah. And like, was, so. did he? Was he? Is he an O Niner? Dude, I'm a yeah. I'm a freaking fifteener, so I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He uh, he, I think he started like getting really good in Street Fighter Four towards the the end. I want to say like, but um, like the last three years of Street Fighter Four, he was like, you would see him in top eights a lot. Mm. Um, and then Knuckle Dew, man. Oh yeah. Let's see, there was another one, yeah. I, I don't know how old he is. I mean, he started young though, so but he's still like been in the game for a while. And he is truly someone. Uh, it really does seem like we've lost, like we've lost in the competitive realm, like just like the most potential players. I mean, like he already had his Capcom Cup, which is fine. Uh, but it's just like, man, he was one of my favorite players to watch. And I don't know where what happened to him, or you know, he's just living his life, which is cool too. But I mean, damn, 
he was just such he's such a treat to watch and it, that's a i think america is hurting with that one uh, i mean idom and punker and smug are kind of like holding it together right now but uh we, we we've lost some big names like that that just aren't like driven like that anymore yeah, I, I think a lot of people's motivation just took a hit once uh, COVID uh, happened. So it might be one of those things where maybe once uh, once offline comes back, maybe people start getting motivated again. To I try hope and, so, man. When they announce like combo breaker or something like that. And think about how crazy the first like offline tournament is going to be. Like it's been almost two years since everybody's like seen each other, and dude. like it's going to be insane. Yeah, dude. Um, and, and like. Something I, I can't really say I took it for granted because I didn't go there very often. And when I did, I super appreciated it. But there's going to be a newfound like, OK, if you can get your ass out there, like do it, you know? Yeah, yeah. I think that was it. Other than I guess if you want to talk about uh, can is Cammy sleeper top tier now? I mean, you know, Cammy. Yeah, man. Cammy is like she I mean, she's the same deal where I feel like she has the answers for everything. Is there something that I'm like missing where she doesn't have an answer for something? Like, what is the argument against her being top tier if there is one, or, or like uh, the best? I feel What's like the stock went up this year because because uh, other characters everybody, got nerfed. Yeah, everybody else got nerfed, and and she's relatively the same. Like, I mean, yeah, I don't. If she did get nerfed, they were like very minimal, if if anything. Like, it had to be like one thing, and I don't even think she got. I can't remember. I feel like there was something that changed this season. Um, but yeah, it, anyway, she's generally been the same almost every every year. She gets nerves and she's still good. Uh, I mean, the problem is she's just like such a fundamentally strong character. You have uh, a V-trigger dive kick. Basically, you have a way to get in <laughs> whenever you feel like it, right? Like it's it, you have a V-trigger that's two bars that uh, puts the onus on the other person to figure out how to deal with it. You just kind of do whatever you want to do. And, uh, you know, you get, you sit there, they're forced to have to block this, right? Or you're going to do mm-hmm. try and react and then get hit by the dive kick. You know, yep. you're better <laughs> off just blocking it and, and either V reversaling, which, you know, that might work or she throws you. She throws you, she has another dive kick. So she might get another one. You know, she yeah. might just put herself in the same situation again. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, I don't know. Like that character. Uh, I think the stock just went up on her this season just because other characters got nerfed. Like, if Chun was still as good as she was, and if Seth was still uh, as good as uh, she was too, you know, maybe mm-hmm. uh, maybe we, we wouldn't be talking about it. I'm trying to think who else were, like, the, the main offenders last season. I guess it was Yurian. Mm-hmm. Well, Yurian's still strong. He didn't really get nerfed that much. Yeah. Speaking um, of which, though, uh, K. Brad was another one that we uh, that is not on the competitive scene anymore that I really enjoyed watching, even if he oh, was. Yeah, yeah, super nice dude. The one cami I liked. Yeah, I don't like any cami, but <laughs> <laughs> but he is cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I just liked his attitude. I guess. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I I really uh, hope it's not one of these seasons where we end up with uh, you know. Eight camis and like uh it, it top eight or whatever. What was that one tournament that they had? Uh oh, I want to say God. it was two years ago. There was like four or five camis in top eight. Uh it was like a East Coast throwdown or something like that? No, it was something in Japan or China. I oh. forget what it was, but yeah. yeah, there was like four camis in top eight. Like I'm like Japan Cup or something. No, I wasn't Japan. I, for, I forget. Uh, it, either way, yeah. it but yeah, I'm hoping uh 
I'm hoping we're not going to be uh, we're not going to be like that. But judging based on like uh, CPT Japan one character diversity is pretty good. I it's mean, look at it. High, I think actually, yeah, like you had Ryu, Kami, Yurian, Seth, uh, Colleen, Cody, uh, oh, yeah. Abigail, Zangief, Guy, Poison, Birdie. And was one game away. Yeah. <laughs> like, there was a lot of character diversity, man. Yeah, I, actually, I think that's probably, I, that was always been one of Capcom's goals in Street Fighter Five was to have uh, just a really diverse cast that you can kind of pick whoever you would like. I think that's what their end goal was. I always had a feeling about that, too, even though Season 1 wasn't indicative of that because you had that one tournament that had literally, I think, all a whole Chun Li top eight or something. I don't remember what it was. Oh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, and Ryu too. I mean, and I think, but they, I think they were trying to do that all along. And um, I was just actually complaining about that this morning. It's like, man, you go on ranked, you're just fighting all these weird characters constantly. And as much as I'm complaining about that, it is a good move for spectatorship, especially since you're not watching Chun Li versus Chun Li, Chun Li versus Chun Li, Cami versus Cami. It's actually like always some different. Like we watched Poison versus Dan, and then like. Just everything is different. So, I mean, it's a, it's a good move. It's a good move. Yeah. I think the game's in a really good spot now. Like, it, 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 really it took them a while to get there. But, uh, you know, considering this is the last season, I mean, it seems like it's a pretty good way to go out. Yeah. I, I, it, the offline, the online thing really sucks. But um, hopefully we get one more year of offline Street Fighter Five Because, like, I, I want to experience this meta offline. Oh yeah, I want to watch it offline. Like, I want to compete as well. Don't get me wrong, but like watching top eight offline is something that I miss the most. Even watching it on Twitch, just watching like the offline energy is totally different to me. Nothing beats like having that person right beside you. Mm-hmm. And they just play different. Like everything just feels a little bit more different. Like it's like more visceral. Uh, you know, someone might rip the hat off someone's head and like toss it or some dumb shit. You never know what's gonna happen. Or like, yeah, yeah, just. There's no uh, there's no real life meta. Yeah, you can't really, you know, like, you know, when you play offline, there's things you do. Like, I'll look at people's reaction to things sometimes and I'll make I might change something based on that or I might try something <laughs> else when I feel like, oh, I can tell they're pissed off. You know, like, you know, I might go for something like that. But, yeah, you don't really have that offline. Right. Like, I mean, I'll, you might get like some salty discord message after the fact or something like that. But, you know, but. but but yeah, you don't really have that, you know, online. But I miss it. I miss yeah. it. That was like a huge part of it for me. I don't know it's who not- was saying it, but they said they don't like online because you could tell people just play with no consequence. Who said that? Uh, uh, I don't was- know, but but yeah, that is true. Yeah. yeah, everyone plays a little different, like because there's just not that much on the line. Like, uh, like when you don't have to spend money on anything and you can just sign up for whatever, you just kind of play however you just want to play. There's no investment like when you had to go offline you go there you pay fifty dollars just to get in the damn place yep and you're not gonna go in there and just act like a spaz right away like every match really matters so that's a big part of it too whoever said that it's a it was a good point yeah when you spend eighty dollars to enter a tournament you think a little bit you might think twice before holding up forward when you have mm-hmm. uh you know well, like what even think twice about entering maybe. yeah yeah what i'm still gonna hold up for it <laughs> 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 that's, uh, that. that sounds about right, Tim. 
Hey, man, and it works out. But when it doesn't, though. Then Did I'm going dash? to my uh I'm going to my room. Oh, <laughs> uh, nothing, nothing like that uh that post losers bracket walk to the room, huh? <laughs> oh boy. Well no, well first of all, for me, like look, I don't know why every like offline tournament I go to, I always lose like losers around run. And I always have like this losers run in every tournament I'm in. It's ridiculous. Um I think that happened to me like KIT like twenty eighteen. Where I lost first round, yeah, I think I made like ninth that year. I think from like just losing and losers like round one right away. So, yeah, man, I like losers. Oh, you're better than me then. Yeah, I hate losers. <laughs> I love losers. Look, dog, no one cares. I it's the opposite for me at that point. Like I, I feel like I can't. I have to care. Then. It's like, oh shit. Well, I can't. Can't bullshit anymore. Like I gotta actually. I mean, I mean, I, I, I care. Like, don't get me wrong. I still care, but it's just not everybody else cares. Because they're like, well, fuck it. They're going to throw their dick on the table. So it's like, okay. I actually think that you you uh, knocked me out of the out of the bracket, Mag. I think uh, that was a losing uh, bracket. It might have been. And I, th- and I remember you told me, you was like, oh, yeah. Rocky told me about you. And I was like, oh, you know him? And you're like, yeah, we play all the time. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I just remembered uh, that our matches were really close because I, uh, y- um, you did wake up fucking armor. You did wake up ex uh, bullhorn, and I don't remember what happened, but I ate it. And I just remember like that was a pivotal moment right there. I was like, oh, God, yeah, I remember like, that. Sounds like something I would do. <laughs> it was such an, a pivotal moment too like that was a game changer like it was either that works and I, and I, you win or it doesn't work and i win uh and but you got that and then i couldn't main i couldn't regain my composure so game over yeah that's uh and that's like a, i think had you ever fought like a really good birdie in that matchup okay yeah that's like no. one of those ones where because like i've played that matchup a ton um and it's like if you if you're not used to it and you fight like a good birdie, it can uh it can be kind of rough. Well, I was using Kareen at the time. Oh no, I was using um, dude, I think I was using Kareen. Really? I swear it was. I swear it was Akuma. I might be misremembering. I don't, I have a shit memory. Oh no, I definitely, it definitely wasn't Akuma. It was either Alex or Kareen. I think it was a. I think it was Kareen, dude. I used Kareen when she first when the game first came out, and for the first until Alex came out, and then when Akuma came out, it was like in that in that. I I picked him up right away. Yeah, I might drop. be thinking of Spriggan then. I don't know because I played. I know I played Spriggan's Akuma and uh, at Combo Breaker. I might have been that same year. Or the next year, I can't remember. Dude, maybe you're right. I don't know. Like I said, I can't even re- hardly remember <laughs> like last year. Apparently, I stopped. I stopped working in October. I've been telling the unemployment office I stopped in June, and I genuinely thought that. So I mean, I'm oh, I messed up. No, I, I hey, I get it. <laughs> um. All right, cool. Well, shit. I think uh, I think that's about it. About time to wrap this up. So, Tim, you uh, you got cool, anything cool. else you want to say, man? Well, uh, it's the end of the show, and um, we definitely talked about this before we got into talking about you. But um, where are those bars at, bro? <laughs> I, I was was is he really gonna call me out there on this? Well, uh, I just want to thank you guys for having me. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> but you know, we're not gonna waste too much time with this white bitch diet. Thing. All right, guys. <laughs> no, I want to. I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, uh, you know, look forward to stream team battle in the future. Uh, I've already had Bag on. I want to have you on, Tim. Uh, but thanks for having me. And uh, no problem. Cool, let man. me chat. You, uh, yeah, you uh, want to plug your socials or anything, man? Yeah, at Stack Bradford, everything. Um, YouTube, Twitter. Twitch, uh, that's where stream team battles happen on twitch.tv slash Jack Bradford. Um, yeah, so look for, for that in the next month. Well, one month away. All right, cool, cool. Tim, where can uh, where can the people find you at, man? Well, uh, you can definitely find me on Twitter at uh, at 4HTim. You can find me on Twitch at uh, twitch.tv slash 4H underscore Tim. Uh, you know, catch me. Uh, you know, playing some Street Fighter this week. Besides today, just today I, I woke up too late, so I just kind of like did some things on my own in training mode. But uh, yeah, definitely throughout the week, probably start around like nine a.m., ten a.m. every day this week, just playing. So All yeah. Right. All right, cool. You guys can uh, follow me on Twitter at Boombox Hero, uh, Twitch at twitch.tv slash magnegro with a zero instead of an O. And, uh, and yeah, if you guys are listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or whatever, whatever your favorite, you know, podcast streaming services, uh, if you can drop a review, you know, only takes a second and it uh, helps us to get the show out there a little bit more and it's free. So, uh, yeah, do that if you can. And if you have anything you want to add to the show, you can hit us up. Uh, you can either hit me up on Twitter or um, you can send an email to half circle back podcast. Hold on. I fucked that up. <laughs> half, half circle back podcast at gmail.com. And, uh, and yeah. Uh, yep. That's it. So anyway, thanks again, stack. Appreciate it. And hey, thank you, Meg. Yep. Yeah, it was definitely, a good talk. Uh, definitely enjoyed it. So, all right. With that, peace we'll, out. Uh, all right, call guys. It for a week. Peace out.